Apple is the largest company in the world by market cap, but do you really know how it makes its money? Welcome to Copec Explain Software, the podcast where we make computing intelligible. We've done a couple episodes in the past on how various large tech companies make their money. I'll link to them in the show notes. We previously looked at Amazon and Facebook. Today we're going to be looking at Apple, and I want to give full disclosure, I am an Apple stockholder. All right. Thanks, Steve. So let's start with, is Apple a hardware or a software company? Yeah, it's been a great debate for a long time, but the truth is that Apple's really a combination of both. When you buy their products, you're mostly paying for the hardware. However, the software is really the soul of those products, and the hardware wouldn't really be the hardware without running Apple software. So we can't really divide the company easily between hardware and software. The company divides its own revenue into four or five major categories that we'll get into later, but when you look at one of those categories, let's say we look at the iPhone. Well, of course, a lot of their research and development goes into the iPhone hardware, but a lot goes into the iPhone software as well. Now, they give the software for free along with the hardware, and the iPhone wouldn't be the iPhone if it didn't run iOS. So I don't think we can make a clear delineation and say Apple is a hardware company or Apple is a software company. Apple is a company that's great at integrating hardware and software together. But it does sell some of its own software on its own. Yeah, it's easy to get confused because there are a few products that they do actually outright sell. For example, Logic Pro or Final Cut Pro. But those are really very small, small, small amounts of their overall revenue. So just because they sell a few software products wouldn't mean we would think about them as a software company. The vast majority of the software that they create, they give away for free, distribute to their hardware customers. So when you buy an Apple product, you're really buying into this whole Apple ecosystem. That's right. And an increasing part of that ecosystem is their services. And later on in the episode, we'll get into how their services revenue has grown over time and how they've been really following a very explicit strategy to make services a larger and larger component of their business. So there's really three different parts to it. There's hardware, there's software, and there's services. The hardware and the software kind of gets merged together in their financial statements, but the services is broken out into its own category. Let's talk about the company's sales. Can you divide them up by those different categories? Yeah, Apple's actually not very transparent about getting into a lot of granularity regarding their sales. So they just report their sales in these big categories as well as by region. Looking at their most recent fiscal quarter, which just came out last week, This was their third fiscal quarter, even though it might seem to most people a little odd that we're in the middle of the year and it's the end of the third quarter. That's the way that fiscal quarters work. But anyway, in their third fiscal quarter of 2022, 49% of their revenue was for the iPhone. 9% was for the iPad. 9% was for the Mac. 10% was for wearables and home, and which is basically where they throw every other product together into one category. So that's things like AirPods, HomePod, Apple Watch. And then 24% was for services. What do you mean by services? So services are things like the App Store, iCloud, Apple Music, Apple TV+, Apple Arcade, Apple News. All of those together are collectively services. 
The largest part of services is actually the App Store because Apple takes 30% of every piece of software that's sold on the App Store by larger companies. So even if they're not creating the apps or that software, they're still making money off of it. That's right. And Apple Music and iCloud are significant portions of that as well. Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus are very small. Apple News are very, very small portions of the overall thing. But Apple sells bundles that combine multiple of these services together. Services is really what's been growing over the last decade quite a bit at Apple. So if you looked at Apple a decade ago, or let's say even 15 years ago, almost the entirety of this revenue would be from hardware sales. Again, software was always there to be kind of have the symbiosis with the hardware and to support the hardware. It's not generally thought about as its own category. Apple sells the Mac and they sell Mac OS as part of the Mac. They don't sell Mac OS separately, although they did a long, long time ago. Let's talk about the numbers for the last quarter. Yeah, and of course, companies file both quarterly reports as well as annual reports because their last annual report is from 2021. We're going to talk about the most recent quarterly report because it's more current. So these are really just numbers for a quarter of a year. So if we look at their aggregate sales in the most recent quarter, the iPhone was about $41 billion. The Mac was about $7.3 billion. The iPad, $7.2. Wearables, home, and accessories, they bundle all that stuff into just one category, was $8 billion. And services was 19.6 billion. So services was almost half as much total revenue as the iPhone, and it was more revenue than the Mac and the iPad combined. So you can really see how services has become a major part of their business. Talk to us about the different regions and how sales are for those regions. Apple's biggest region continues to be the Americas, where 37 billion or so was in the last quarter in sales. Europe is about 19 billion, Greater China 14.6 billion, Japan 5 billion, and the rest of Asia Pacific 6 billion. So on its own, Americas is as big as Europe and Greater China combined. So Apple's largest market continues to be the Americas, and that makes sense if you know anything about market share. You might know, and I think we talked about this a long time ago on our episode of iOS versus Android, which I'll link to in the show notes. Apple has about 50% market share in smartphones in the, Amer- in the United States, whereas it has only about 20% market share globally. So Android really dominates globally, but Apple does very well specifically in the United States. I'd like to provide some other stats as well. Apple in the 2021 fiscal year spent $21 billion that year on R&D, and they have quite a high margin, 40%. That's very, very high for any business. And it's something they've always prided themselves on keeping so high. One of their overarching themes is Apple tries to control as much of the technology that goes into their products as possible. Let me give you an example. If you think about the iPhone, they make the software for the iPhone. They design the hardware. They design the microprocessor. They design many custom chips that are within the hardware. What they don't do is the manufacturing. Now, a long time ago in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, Apple actually did manufacture their own computers. They had their own factories both in the U.S. and abroad. Starting in the late 1990s, actually right after Steve Jobs hired Tim Cook to come in and do operations, they offshored most of their manufacturing to third-party contractors. As everyone listening knows, 
most of Apple's products are actually manufactured in China by third-party contractors. So companies like Foxconn or Pegatron, that, does, that means Apple is not actually the one assembling the iPhone. Apple is not the one assembling the Mac. It's other companies that are doing that, and Apple is just paying them on a contract. So there, there's been a bit of a um, confusion over the years. It's not like Apple actually has factories in China. Apple pays other companies that have factories in China. Recently, they've been trying to diversify more and move more production to India. The iPhone is made of components from all over the world. For example, the glass comes from the United States. The image sensor comes from Japan. The um, memory comes from South Korea generally. The battery might come from China, and China is where everything is getting assembled and put together. But the iPhone is actually made from parts that are quite international, and um, it really is true globalization at work. I'd also like to talk about how Apple's business model has evolved over time. Beyond contracting out manufacturing, Apple has obviously had this big emphasis on services. And services has grown tremendously for the company. If you look at the percentage of the company's revenue that's coming from services in the last quarter, 24%, it was half of that um, less than 10 years ago. So a lot of emphasis has been on services. And you might wonder, why is that? Well, um, the big growth driver for the company for a long time was the iPod. Then the iPod died out, was replaced by the iPhone. The iPhone seemed to be driving growth. Then they added the iPad and the iPad was driving growth. Then the iPad started dwindling and the iPhone was flatlining. And so that's when this services strategy kind of came into being. It's maybe we've saturated the market for iPhones. How many more people that don't have an iPhone can buy an iPhone? And of course, like all companies, it's all, the, the name of the game is growth. How do you keep growing so quickly when you're such a large company? Well, they found a way. What if you can extract more revenue out of your existing customers? And that's what services does. So even if you only are increasing the sales of iPhones by a little bit, you can be greatly increasing the total dollars that are coming in by getting people who already own iPhones to buy more things from you via services. And I think the accessories business is the same thing to a certain extent, right? People who don't own iPhones are not ones who are buying AirPods for the most part, or ones who are buying Apple Watches even, right? Um, so it's like, how can you value add? How can you grow the whole ecosystem that customers are a part of? How can you get more revenue from the same number of customers or just a slowly growing total number of customers? So let's summarize a little bit. Apple is a hardware and software company and services company, all three. What they're good at is integrating all three together. They break down their revenue into multiple big categories and don't really delineate what part is hardware, what part is software. They delineate it by large product categories like Mac, iPad, iPhone. They do break out services because services is such an important and growing part of their business. And their strategy over time has been to not only try to make great hardware products that people buy and then um, that are boosted up by great software, but also to try to sell people who own their hardware and are using their software more and more services. I think the only thing we didn't mention is also the wearables part of the business. That's the part they break out into home wearables and accessories. It's been growing too. So it and services have been the portions of the business that have really been growing really well over the last 10 years. The iPhone and the Mac have grown too, but if you want to say what are the standout categories 
along with services, you'd also add in wearables. Again, these are kind of like accessories to people who are already in the ecosystem because they own a Mac or an iPhone. So it's how can they value add to their existing customers? The other thing I want to point out is how this contrasts with some of the other companies in the industry. So we talked about how Facebook makes basically all of its revenue on advertising. Google is much the same, makes almost all of its revenue on advertising. Amazon, we talked about in a prior episode, it doesn't, it's not, it does sell some hardware products, but that's not a large portion of its revenue. So really, I've, Apple is one of the only companies that's actually one of the big American tech companies that actually is making the vast majority of its revenue from actually selling you an individual product and not selling your data. All right. Thanks for listening to us this week. Rebecca, how can people get in touch with us on Twitter? We're at Kopech Explains, K-O-P-E-C-E-X-P-L-A-I-N-S. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.